Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast, and this is Emmanuel. I'm You confused me, man. Why? Yeah, I thought you wanted to say this is something like something is happening. Like, <laughs> like, I was <laughs> expecting. Please, I take that again. Hey I'm guys. a sucker for change. Yeah, sucker for change. When did mm. you turn to Sheldon Cooper? <laughs> yeah, please, please, come on. But it must not be every time. Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. My name is Emmanuel. It's like that. That right? sounds like you should a have given me a son. <laughs> oh, sorry, Belo. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and this is Bolo. Mm. Proud people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast once again. And this is another interesting episode with a lot of interesting stories. And today we're looking at really, really important news from Kenya. Yeah, you must have remembered all the whole issues we've talked about in the past. But if you don't, of course, watch or listen on to continue. And of course, we're going to be talking about Lagos State. So, see, my eye is going to be start. Uh, my eye is going to start shining for Lagos State. That's that's just the pure and honest truth, right? Then finally, we're going to be talking about Ghana and their plans to make billions or millions, in billions or millions, billions, billions from mining lithium. lithium watch to the end of this episode to know why that is important lithium and the billions right good so and of course this episode is sponsored by the tech point africa business team and we're going to be telling you about the tech point africa fintech summit please guys remind me about the fintech summit because we can just start talking and talking and talking and talking, and talking. <laughs> of Don't worry. i got you all right so first of all we're hearing from kenya that nigerian investors are suing the ARA mm. for the money that was frozen on Flutterwave accounts. It's Safaricom, Ecobank, and UBA. Now, if you can remember a few weeks ago, no, not a few weeks ago, it was over two months ago, July 7th. Still a few weeks. It's still a few weeks. Actually. It can't even be this. <laughs> it can't be this. So, remember that time there was this conversation about Hey, the ARA is selling Flutterwave and some other Nigerian companies that, hey, they are moving money suspiciously. Let's freeze your account first until we investigate. Which is, which was pretty weird, right? What you would expect if money is moving suspiciously is, hey, company A, company B, what are you doing with this money? This money you are moving is suspicious. And naturally, we've also explained that for this kind of companies moving money across different borders, B2B cross-border payments yep. in Africa, which is quite difficult. They're mm-hmm. finding creative ways to move money, right? Mm-hmm. So, but this time around, we're seeing, and of course, they unfroze the accounts of two uh, Nigerian companies. That was two weeks back, Remex Capital and some other guys, but we've, we've not had news of Flutterwave yet. But of course, I think Flutterwave is pressing buttons. I mean, we saw uh Oga himself with mm-hmm. the new mm-hmm. president a few days ago. But let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's uh, this particular scenario now is quite strange. The Nigerian investors are saying, "Hey, this money that you guys froze, we use it to bet with one company in one Nigerian in a betting company." Wait, yes. interesting. Yes, so we use the money to bet in the Nigerian. The Nigerian investors are not like institutional investors; okay. they're not VCs. They're like. Regular Nigerians, but like mm. two thousand four hundred and sixty eight of them. Two thousand four exactly. So interesting. Yeah, two thousand four hundred and sixty eight. <laughs> That's actually quite interesting. 
So, uh, <laughs> so the money was used to bet in these companies, <laughs> and that was it part of the money. Flutterwave is a company that is processing payments, payments for, for that them. betting company. So, yeah. not saying that money freezing the account is affecting us. You can't. The money cannot be forfeited though, alongside mm-hmm. the money you are freezing with uh, Flutterwave account. So, mm-hmm. we need you to release our money, like. We are not saying you should not freeze Twitter with account to or investigate or investigate them. We are saying separate our, our money, own. remove <laughs> our own, and give us. Then yeah. the rest of you can be dealing with yourself. And they are also saying the name of the company. It is Football Technology. The name was not memorable. I tried to memorize it. It is Football Technology. Why would you see that kind of name and go and bet? As long as one X bets. Uh, nine bets, nine jar. It has to be short and catchy. And I see that we tell them what they want to do with the name of their company. Okay, whatever. You can tell them. You can tell them. <laughs> yes. So you are trying to say two thousand four hundred sixty-eight um, investors. Yeah. That's, that's don't know what they are doing, Abi. Everybody can be wrong. Tell you. So two thousand four hundred sixty-eight investors is small. <laughs> Five million people can, can still be wrong. Be, ah no. So these investors are saying basically that. These guys, uh, there's every evidence that these guys might be fraudulent. These guys are fraudulent. That is the betting company in question. So oh. they need to recover their money. It can't be forfeited. So I don't know. It's I don't know what to think about this or say about this, especially considering how. So Kenyan government, for instance, have been Maybe regulating betting companies. The fact that the money that these people are talking about is over twelve million dollars. How do you how would you bet twelve million dollars? And that is a number of them. So when I said I didn't believe it, that's why I was even skeptical about mentioning it. Twelve million dollars. Well, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. We are talking about football here. People Bet their life savings on some matches that they feel will bring hmm. return. So, it's possible. It's possible. So you were saying Kenya government as as a thing against betting companies. Not not that they had a thing. Like they've been kind of strict with regulations of betting companies hmm. and uh, more recently regulations of uh, lending companies. Right, those two companies. And if you and it kind of makes sense, right? When you think about how this set of companies operate betting companies for me are just a very 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 thin line away from being criminals for me your moral you are just talking about yeah. your own moral compass come on come on no well, i mean you, you can't that's not yes it's some people people will not that take to... that betting is wrong uh, me, I'm, I'm, I'm up for anything, that, I'm, that, is tan- anything is, that is legal so you think investing <laughs> in bitcoin is not betting abby which you did <laughs> so now so bitcoin is okay. quite different very very different oh, that bitcoin, is you, talking, you can right? look at it as bit, uh, a digital currency uh-huh. like that's an asset you look at it as an asset you uh-huh. can look at it as a commodity right uh-huh. so you can, if for when it is low for you to buy so that you can cash out instance, when it is, is that not what bettors do wait first of all if i'm buying dollar now mm. does it mean i'm betting Yes, you are betting on it that okay, you yeah, buy actually. it when it is low so that you cash out cash out when it's high. That is what bettors do. They are trying to put their money to wage on something so that 
with the hope that or uh, calculations or uh, yes, informed calculations that it will be higher in some few days or few weeks or few months. As long as you are speculating, it. exactly, you are better, better <laughs> rather. Please, how much you got the money again? It's over twelve million dollars. Okay. Well, I'm I'm still with Emmanuel on the fact that that amount of money might like, might not be getting the accurate figures. So it's probably let's say roughly each person each investor lost about five thousand dollars roughly that's what i was trying to calculate mm-hmm. so and the money has been frozen right mm-hmm. so but for the investors themselves to be saying that there's something suspicious about the company there's something fraudulent about the company mm-hmm. the present company and you are right to also include bitcoin in this instance because companies are using bitcoin terminologies to scam people I, uh, I had to prevent my dad a few weeks ago from investing in one because they were promising 80% return. No, 50, almost 50% returns guaranteed every month. Hmm. And I'm like, in this current beer market, what are you doing? Are you... <laughs> Are you betting that Bitcoin is going down? That's also possible. <laughs> but <laughs> Bitcoin is not even going down steadily. It's going up or it's something. Going up mm-hmm. So which yeah. kind of company wants to be giving you 50% returns? Which which is it's stuff like this that makes me say betting companies are just a thin line away from being full-blown criminals because <laughs> which kind of promises are these? Then, of course, there are betting companies that will tell you to bet responsibly, give you guidelines, mm-hmm. educate you properly. They are... Bitcoin or co- cryptocurrency trading companies that educate you properly, right? Yeah. Those companies are there. But there are others that just give you, they want to give you mad returns. They give you crazy sign-up bonuses. Just anything to just keep you hooked and addicted, right? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, let's just... So, I think uh, one way, one one angle we can look at this from again is the fact that if, you know, if Flutterwave account if shorter waves accounts were not frozen mm. right eyes will not be on this it is football technology company the name is still not <laughs> yeah so so eyes will not be on them so i don't know if this the, if situations like this can make flutter wave lose favor with some of his clients because you don't know when something will strike mm. so that is another thing if situations like this persist don't know what the effect it can have on the payments company yeah yeah so a, a lot of talks about fintechs right and they are now intertwined in almost every part of uh, your existence Business. so now we're talking about betting companies and we're talking about flutter wave mm-hmm. processing payment for that betting company mm-hmm. you're going to even be talking about a restaurant down the road and you'll still be talking about a company like Playstack or Flutterwave processing payments, payments for that for restaurant. Mm-hmm. You'll be talking about a furniture uh, worker delivering uh, uh, furniture. Yes, and uh, some, some company, some startups now that um, focus on SME, like Instagram vendors mm-hmm. or WhatsApp vendors. Yes. Right? They have like a marketplace where those people put their stuff, mm-hmm. but it's Playstack or Flutterwave or or this other fintech that help them to pro- um, process payments. So it's not something we would have imagined would would happen in some five years back. Yeah, not not you won't imagine it. And yes. a few days ago, over the weekend, I bought uh, FIFA 22 from a gaming provider. This guy I knew him like two years ago. He was using WhatsApp. 
and everything was manual. Oh, I've you, sent you I've, money. I've sent you money. This is proof of payment and all of that. But now he has a website. Loads all the games on Google Drive. Mm-hmm. Then pay stack checkout. So it's fintech is getting immersive. That's why we're going to be talking about all of this at the fintech summit 2022. So you've been seeing, you've he- heard all the things we mentioned, and there are other things you probably don't know about. And different fintech companies will be showcasing all of this at the fintech summit 2022 on November 26 at Four Points by Sheraton. It's hosted by Tech Point. Yes, and you know Tech Point events are always top notch. So. Don't miss out on this event, and we're going to be having a lot of interesting conversations and companies exhibiting very, very, very exciting products with different use cases. So, like this, with all I have said so far, you should actually know that yes, the fintech is in everything, which is mm-hmm. the theme of the event. So, yeah. see you November twenty-sixth. Head to fintech.techpoint.africa to grab your ticket right now. Right now, you can even pause this video. Go and register. Then come back, please come back. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes, let's come back down from Kenya to Lagos. Lagos, Nigeria. Lagos, right, Nigeria. Lagos. It's so it was a very, very funny thing, right? And over the week, we heard that Lagos wanted to start levying or making co-working spaces pay a certain amount. Should I give them the background or? I, I would do that. Okay. So that point that I started it from, <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. I felt that part riled up <laughs> the whole ecosystem. That's why. <laughs> so the thing is, okay, let's say what they said they want to do, right? Okay. Legal status an agency that covers safety of life and property please i think <laughs> my space to show right now please let me say what i want to say oh, okay and that agency that commission was was launched in 2011 right that is lagos state safety commission they are they are saddled with the responsibility of making sure that public spaces um, facilities, transport facilities, any kind of thing that people use, residents use in the state is safe for them. So they do everything within their power to make sure which, uh, to make sure it is safe, which includes going for inspection in these places, training facility o- o- um, owners to make sure the place is safe for people. So earlier in the week, right, um, co-working spaces and tech hubs started getting notice notices that um the legal state safety commission wants to come and inspect your facility right and in the process of inspecting it you are going to incur a cost which is one hundred and fifty thousand dollars that is roughly three hundred and forty something did i say dollars yes <laughs> no i'm sorry it's one hundred and fifty thousand naira you don't give it's one hundred and fifty thousand dollars right which is um a, a an equivalent of 342 or thereabout dollars right okay. so the breakdown of this amount is fifty thousand naira goes to um everything that we involved that that we include bringing safety auditors to come and inspect your 
um, facility to the uh, equipment they will need to inspect and everything, then the 100,000 naira is what you will pay to get your certificate that you've been certified for this year that you're safe ah. or your facility is safe for people to use. So it means you have to do it the following year? Yearly, yes. Something they have to keep inspecting and confirm that it's just like the VIO for... And I'll keep paying them to come and inspect. Yes, like the VIO for... Um, and me, I'm hearing you spaces. out. I'm just nodding. I'm waiting for you to finish. Right. So that is what they said they want ah, to do. Easy now. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to me. So that's what they want to do, right? But the interesting thing is that after the news went out, right, and people started clamoring that you people have started the case. No, after all the taxes we are paying, is this what you want to bring again? You just want to get money out of our pocket. So they responded. That is Lagos State Safety Commission responded that calm down, calm down, calm down. It's likely people did not get the memo. We are doing this for your own sake. We want people to be safe, right? But we will hold on with the inspection. And normally the inspection is supposed to run between September and November this year. But they are going they have suspended it. Right, mm. and in the meantime, they want to train facility owners that this is why we are doing what you are doing. This is how you can keep your facility safe and every other thing. Of course, when you hear suspended, they are going to resume it. It's not as if it is something that is going to go away like that. So, yes, okay. what are you coming with? Quick question before we move on to the main topic. Mm-hmm. Number one, okay, two questions. Sorry, number one, should I give them the background story, like the personal stuff that happened? publish story yes 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 you can so the the surprising thing is lagos state government sent it to tech point africa we don't run a co-working space or a tech hub we don't run a tech hub so it was really really strange to see tech point africa getting a notice like how so but number two which is a more important question this safety commission you just referred to are they the ones in charge of ensuring the safety of construction sites? Yes, they are oh. also in charge of of um, making sure construction sites are safe. Um, the use of forklifts, the use of tractors, the mm. use of trailer of trucks that carry like the road construction that is happening on happening on the Lagos Ibadan Expressway that's supposed to ins- inspect the safety. What about the fidelity of buildings to make yes. sure they don't collapse? Yes, good. Yeah, also, yes, buildings, churches, remind me, please. public spaces. <laughs> remind me, please. <laughs> When did we hear that a building collapsed? Just recently. Just recently. No, and and have you not I'm, recorded I'm sure to it's, this? It's not, it's, like it's not even the one you're thinking about. Year. It's not even the one I'm thinking about. Oh, after, after, that after the one. Oh, yeah. So after, yeah. Okay. After the seven-story building that collapsed. In Oniru. Yes. In Oniru. Another mm. one actually collapsed in motion. Mm. So we've actually seen and when you even start comparing numbers, you have you actually have more building collapses in Lagos in a year than in Ghana in like almost five or eight years. So imagine. So which what brings are they us doing? to the question. Mm-hmm. Tech hubs which just carry one room in standard building. In a standard building in central locations like Ikeja, Yaba or on the island versus building construction sites that are collapsing. What has this Lagos Safety Commission done to ensure that buildings don't collapse? Ima, can you face the camera so that in case if the DG is listening to this no, podcast... No, 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 I don't know why you're facing me. I don't work with LSC. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's, no. it's a valid question. 
it's, yes, no. it's ev- I, I agree with you. But My I can't, I can't is, give you a response is to that. Tech hubs or co-working spaces their problem in terms of safety when mm. buildings are collapsing yearly in Lagos. Okay, okay, okay. Let's, let, let, let's address it like this, right? We are not saying tech hubs or buildings or churches. Last year, was it 2017? It was schools. In fact, schools were not giving schools were not giving um what's it called? They were not giving prior notice they just said inspectors should just go to the school and find out whatever it is they are doing wrong i mean inspectors from lsc to go there there was a time it was churches right or just bet- between 2010 and now right this is what they do normally right we can't remove the fact that tech cops and co-working spaces are under their purview but you raised a valid point that in the faces of building collapse, what should be their priority? Priorities for me. But I mean, you go to some location and you see some buildings literally sinking to the ground. And one agent will see what <laughs> I what I saw in April 2022. I I prayed I will never experience it again. My house search. If you've been listening to this podcast, you've heard me around, you've heard me around about the house search, even Bolu too. Yeah. If you need to see the kind of houses we went to, and I'm like, so there's a safety commission that's supposed to be looking at all these houses, but co-working spaces and tech hubs is their problem. It Anyways, is what it is. Let's go and let's pay how much the people pay in our house rent, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Abisala Adenoga, the head of business at TechPoint Africa. Did you know that you could present yourself as a reputable brand leader? Did you know that your business can get the limelight it deserves? Now you do. Using TechPoint Africa's marketing tools, we can put you in the faces of a large audience for brand awareness and thought leadership. To do this, reach out to us by sending an email to business at techpoint.africa or click on the link in the description below. Okay, guys, welcome back to Tech Point Africa podcast. I was getting animated, so I had to sh- divert the attention. Hope you hope you enjoyed Bissola's ad. Um, yeah, please help our market. I so understand can, you. So we can keep the lights on, right? So, but of course, on a serious note, it's a noble initiative, right? To make sure that these co-working spaces mm-hmm. and tech hubs are safe, especially when, of course, it seems COVID-19 has not even left the air especially but of course there are different safety measures that co-working spaces could take but my concern was in the scale you know in economics they call things scale of preferences right so when you've attended to one you attend to the other one attend to the other one so imagine if you've done so i just i can't imagine a situation where they've done inspection and all the co-working spaces have paid that money mm-hmm. and they've done your inspection then the building collapses the next day. Mm. That is not a co-working space. That is not a tech hub. A, a site undergoing construction. It's on them. As, it's still as going far as to I'm concerned. Them. So, there are many, many issues to be addressed in terms of doing business in Lagos. Also, because these co-working spaces and tech hubs, trust me, they're already paying other fees to the Lagos State government beyond the inspection and safety audit, right? So, there are many things to be addressed before you start talking about, say, say safety audits. So it's, it's a noble initiative, right? Quite all right. But it is what it is. It is what it is. So, yeah. and when you even think about it, right? Buildings, uh, building constructions, they're usually 
There's only a function of say a land terrain. So a building collapse. Land mm-hmm. terrains are let's say it's a swampy region or there's a kind of mineral in that region that might not make water drinkable or something like that. So but I'm also it's th- making me think about the whole natural resources thing in Africa, say in Nigeria, mm-hmm. where in some cases there might be oil, crude oil, crude oil in your in your land, and bitumen, bitumen. Gold. so many many things could happen. But I find it interesting that say Ghana is trying to introduce something, an initiative to generate billions of dollars. Yep, you said billions, right? Yeah, billions. Okay, <laughs> that's the <be> billions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um. Yes, Ghana could actually be on the verge of making 4.8 billion dollars from lithium mining in the space of about 12 years. Yes. And so what's the big deal about lithium? So lithium is that it's a very criti- critical part of EV, um, EV batteries. That's electric vehicle batteries. So and the demand for electric vehicles have risen since the old economic meltdown and then like in developed countries so lithium is it just electric vehicle batteries because all batteries actually yeah they're in phone batteries yes but the the what made the demand for lithium rise was mainly because of electric vehicles Mm. because gas prices have gone up in um in a lot of developed countries and people are now thinking of the other way out Mm. And EVs, electric vehicles, seemed to be like, you know, what's made sense to avoid paying all these exorbitant gas prices. Yeah, so that's the reason why Ghana could actually make this much money from lithium mining. And it's not just Ghana that, you know, um, that has lithium. Even Nigeria has lithium. But before we go to, <laughs> before we go to Nigeria's side, so, yeah, a company called Atlantic, Atlantic Lithium, actually has plans to start mining lithium in Ghana and the estimations showed that Ghana could make almost five billion dollars from lithium mining in about 12 years and while that sounds really interesting while it sounds you know amazing, it's money, right? <laughs> 4.8 billion 4.8 almost billion yes dollars dollars yes uh-huh. yeah and while it sounds really cool um I think this is this could just be something we've seen before repeating itself in Africa if we don't take necessary steps. Um, Africa is known to have a lot of natural resources, things like that, but unfortunately, we don't have anything to yeah, show for it. Not <laughs> the richest. We don't have anything to show for it. So um, the issue now is, yes, we have lithium. Yes, you can come and mine, but more value could actually be created from this resource that we have, which means like we shouldn't just let these companies come mine and go and then this import the electric bike electric vehicles back to us mm. or the batteries they've created back to us or whatever finished product they want to create, they give it back to us mm-hmm. and then it's like all the money they've given us they're taking it back. So well Nigeria actually for don't let me let me choose my words carefully. <laughs> Nigeria say made it, me say it. I'm vexed. No, it's not. <laughs> made you proud? Yeah, they actually made me proud. <laughs> How? Oh. All right. So, um, Tesla actually approached Nigeria to start mining lithium as well in the country, but Nigeria rejected, and the reason is because 
they just don't want Tesla to come carry lithium yeah, and go. go. They actually wanted more value and they told the electric car company, how can you probably start manufacturing batteries in the country? Create more create more jobs yeah, in the country. Um, revenue flow. No, revenue flow flow increase economic activities with this thing you're trying to create and one thing that i think is actually the most important is impacting this knowledge to the country so we have more knowledgeable people that will people be able that to, went to, to exactly engineering. exactly it people will start learning find a way to put their yeah, yeah, but people <laughs> <laughs> exactly so that would that actually sounded really interesting but um for ghana atlantic you know Atlantic Lithium, they said um, they will be employing you no know, locals from to, the country to mine to, to be <laughs> factory workers. <laughs> to mine. Yes, Not they said you know, what the um, the what the CEO said wasn't actually very clear. He said um, a part of their team, like a significant part of their team, will be made up of um, locals. Can you are they the miners? Are they build the, the hierarchy? They are probably down here. And that is the thing, Possibly. right? So it's not entirely. Some publications um, said that company has gotten the license to start the mining. Some publications said they've not yet gotten the license and they are waiting to get the license Q4 next year. And then they will start mining in 2024. I think Q4 2024. But I just want to be sure that like, what is paining me is like i want ghana to not just let these companies come take lithium and go because <laughs> that's like the modus operandi for african yeah, we've countries seen, yeah we've seen this before so especially in nigeria Europe, in we come from democratic the republic US, of congo come from asia and come and mine and you know just go whatever it named the name the natural resource even congo is it I cobalt that yeah cobalt cobalt thing. too is actually really good it's a thing for that batteries too exactly for EV batteries. So they will just come mine and go and we have actually have, do, do have like a phone company <laughs> do you have phone companies in africa uh, in african countries no at yeah, all. we have like one or two mara mara yeah yes mara it's mara samsung it's mara nokia it's mara um transition no apple exactly <laughs> Okay, so I, I I get I feel you guys I feel you, but I'm thinking, what's incentive for these guys to actually come and establish a business that's, here? It's a very good question. So we saw it with mm-hmm. I mean with oil. That's mm-hmm. what that's what is happening with us with oil right now. True, true, true. Vandalism yeah. and kidnapping of many many people on oil security rates. issues. They're concerned. We've not solved security, so even Nigerians can't even run businesses successfully in Nigeria. So. People go to farms and you hear cases of kidnapping, kidnapping and Nigerians, not just foreigners, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, some of these cases might be exaggerated, but it's still a valid concern. Mm-hmm. Security, traveling between places. And when you are establishing an operation like that, that's a basic concern. Then the overall business environment in Nigeria, does it encourage any business person? Mm. Business is unstable. There's a very, very valid reason why most Nigerian startups are domiciled in Delaware in the US. True. Those who can't domicile in Delaware no, choose Mauritius <laughs> or Seychelles. Seems safe. Because there's a stable, there's a stability behind. But today, 
they've crashed custom fees for say vehicle importation mm-hmm. tomorrow they've increased it today they reduce it again uh ah why did you reduce it they said uh you wanted to buy nigeria exactly those kind of very very flimsy then when they increase it again they come up with another excuse there's no kind of economic Stab- policy stability in the environment so yes this company should actually be setting up shop here in Nigeria. So that because we, we don't they want to even save themselves the this thing of transporting raw material. Exactly. From but mining to right from time. They even started with cocoa. They came to harvest cocoa in Nigeria. Like in Ondo State was like a, a massive cocoa generating community. But where yeah, now? Where is it? Look at Cocoa House in Ibadan. What 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 has become of Cocoa House? Cocoa House is moribund. That's the way they call it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I, no, I, didn't, I didn't know English like that. So, but what has become of, look at the Niger Delta. So much oil, so much money that has been generated from oil. Mm-hmm. A major contributor to our GDP. But what what has been, what what impact would you say mm-hmm. the Niger Delta communities have achieved from this, right? So fortunate. Beyond the occasional escravos or some forkados or some of those uh, Bonny Island where, okay, Companies like Shell probably generates power supply for them. But all these things, you need to be able to measure it better. Why are we still importing the refined uh, products of fuel? Oil? I think it's actually costing us $28 billion every year. Exactly. So, so I think I get you. On the part of the companies, is there an incentive for them to establish true, here? True, true, true. They would rather come and exploit than go. And trust me, you can call them wicked all you want, it's but... That's the human tendency. And, 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 the, Africa, and the African community is like a consuming one. Yeah. We don't produce. Right? Stuff like this can actually help us produce. So, most of the time, it's not even... Somebody doesn't have to come from outside the country to come and mine this. We have graduates. We have graduates that... And they have less, the capacity to do that. That's what I'm trying to say. If if there were... If there were like... um opportunities for them to learn that is why you do CWS. that is why you have to do training training programs so, so that you can learn these things there's the learning part mm-hmm. but there's also the economic environment we have a company that is producing electric vehicles jet mm-hmm. but if you should coach uh <laughs> the, the managing director of jet right now mm-hmm. start talking about all the problems he faced to do the little ones he's doing right now mm. you will see all the issues then you want to now add mining on top mm. Mm. So, so fortunate. So unfortunate. The situation is hopeless. And I think Bolush will be publishing an article on this, right? Yes. That's more robust and yeah. detailed. Mm-hmm. So let us see all these concerns, right? Is there a solution? Are there experts? Are there things experts can suggest that could work? Of course, we can suggest them and put it on record <laughs> and hope that the next dispensation does things to work on this because this dispensation is basically over. There's nothing they want to do again. <laughs> No, even if they want to, no time. But I don't think they even want to, right? But it's <laughs> not me that said it. It's me. It's my, wait, oh, wait. Hope, hope they don't know my house. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's nothing that like, indicates that our address. Yeah, the camera is very really nothing. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yes. I, I I'm rooting for you guys. If you say you can do it, you can do it. Come on. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's 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 just let's just. I mean, guys, you are listening to me, and you're an, Afri- you're an African living in Africa or in the diaspora, and you're seeing all these issues. Let us know what you think. 
it's it feels like if we should continue this conversation we're going to enter the whole new colonialism colonialism issue all mm-hmm. over again and it's we're not going to live here but let us know what you think about this particular issue about mineral exploitation do you think tesla should establish a company in nigeria to start manufacturing batteries and if they should what should the nigerian government do to incentivize them and not exploit them because everybody exploits everybody in nigeria yeah. then of course let us know what you think about the lagos state safety audit do you think it's an interesting proposition or do you think they should f- change their focus elsewhere for now before they come back to co-working spaces <laughs> and of course nigerian investors suing kenya and uh, <laughs> the kenya revenue authority that's an interesting one to also look at and please please look out for tuesday's episode it's a very very important one we've been talking about customer service all those fintechs all those banks that are always giving you headache and you come to twitter to drag them we're going to be addressing all those things on tuesday we have a very very important interview please look out for the interview and i think you're going to enjoy it trust me have i disappointed you before well, <laughs> so, yeah and for the ogs no not before we get to the ogs you can find us on youtube tiktok instagram twitter linkedin and the ogs can find us on google podcast apple podcast spotify hired radio and anywhere else you get your podcast final words in Femi. I know you guys to take care of yourself. Um mm, take care of yourself. That's what I can say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Avoid construction sites. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you guys later. Uh, bye. bye. bye.